0: you're listening to the meeting midway podcast a podcast of midway united methodist church in alpharetta georgia featuring pastor jenny andoni and pastor amanda lane over the course of the podcast we'll hear how the church relates to the real world issues that matter to you and how god loves us all now let's meet midway
1: great to see you it's uh, it's awesome just to, to come together as a family of christ and worship the king together isn't it yes. such a beautiful day outside but inside there is heat as well because the spirit of god okay? because the spirit of god is here and and god is uh, god is the only one that can bring some warmth in our hearts isn't it isn't he he's awesome so I'd like to say a quick prayer before, before we get started, just to get us started and get our hearts in the heart, in the heart place. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Awesome day. Mm-hmm. We thank you because later today we can go outside and enjoy ourselves and enjoy our family. But now, now it's our time together. It's the time that you brought us here inside this, this temple to worship your name. Lord, you are invited here. Thank you for being here with us we praise you and the reason we're here today right now is because we want to worship you and worship you well in your name we pray lord amen Amen.
2: king, come let us bow at his feet, he has done great things, see what our saviour do it again, for your promises, yes and amen, you will do great things, God, you do great things, a hero of heaven, you come. To open our hearts, open our minds To all that you have for us Help us to receive All that you have given us Open the eyes Of my heart Lord Open the eyes Of my heart I want to See you I want to see You Let's sing that again y'all Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the
3: Welcome to worship. I'm Amanda Lane, one of the pastors here at Midway United Methodist Church. We're so glad you've chosen to worship at Midway UMC this morning. Check out this QR code on the screen. This QR code will take you to our What's Happening page, where you can find all the information about everything that's happening here at Midway. To scan the QR code, Hover your phone over it and click the pop-up. Do you know what else you can do on the What's Happening page? You can register your attendance. You can also register your attendance by scanning the gray QR code in the seat pocket in front of you. We had a fun block party last night. Thank you to our children's ministry for putting on such a fun event. And a special thank you goes to Kelly Roche and Don Marie Euler. For organizing the event. My friends. I've got a special offer for you. Are you looking for a night away? Maybe you're a parent. And need a break from the kids. Or maybe. You want to sleep through the night. Without your spouses snoring. Waking you up. May I suggest. Signing up to serve. As an overnight host. For family promise. Overnight hosts sleep overnight in a room at the church in case the family staying here have an emergency. But let me tell you about the accommodations. Each room is carefully and thoughtfully curated by Al and Violet Lycom. Deluxe pillows and mattresses are provided so your sleeping hours are as blissful as your waking ones. Your stay is free And it includes a free continental breakfast. (laughs) Hurry. Space is limited. Go to the What's Happening page to book your room today. Are you ready for the legal stuff? This offer is only valid the week of May 28th through June 4th. Children under 16 are welcome to stay with an adult who's 18 years or older. Next week, May 28th, we will have one service at 10 a.m. in the sanctuary to celebrate Pentecost. We are excited to welcome back Jenny Andoni, Midway UMC's senior pastor, from her family leave. Join us for a drop-in reception on June 4th from 945 to 1045 in the gathering area, which is the Bell Tower entrance. If you are able to provide a light bite, please sign up on the What's Happening page. Here at Midway, there are three ways to give. In person, you can just drop your envelope in one of the offering plates. Online, go through the website or through the Midway app. And finally, you can also send a check through the mail. More information can be found in the Midweek or on the What's Happening page. And now, let us pray. Most gracious God, we come here this morning to simply worship. We love you and we honor you. We seek you. Lord, we pray that we might see your face, that we might experience your grace. God, lead us in your way. Lead us to your will and show us how to love you completely. In your name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. So before I call Ms. Tiffany and the kids to come uh, for the children's sermon, I'd like to also thank uh, Melinda King and, and Walter King for helping us with food yesterday and that beautiful event. And thank you all for, for, uh, for showing up. It was a great great event yesterday. Um, now, Miss Stephanie and the kids) <laughs>
4: morning friends. How are you guys this morning? Last week of school is coming up. Are you guys excited? Yeah. All right. Does anyone know what these are? What are they? Oh, oh. hold on. What were they? Dominoes. These are dominoes. And do you know that dominoes are actually, it's actually a game. You do? I, did, I mean, I didn't know for a long time. I think I was an adult before I realized that dominoes were a game. Because I like to stack up dominoes and, you know, top them over. And do you know what the record for dominoes lined up is? Well, not miles, but how many dominoes? 1,489. <laughs> That is not an option. Ten, okay. Fifteen thousand. Four million. Four million. Listen, four million lined up. And you know how long it took for them to drop when they hit it? Two hours. Is that crazy? Yeah, for for all of them to fall, it took two hours. But why do you think I'm talking about dominoes? What does that have to do? learning about a story that includes dominoes in the bible but you know what we are going to learn about well jesus oh hands up. jesus told his disciples that they needed to tell every nation about him so do you think one person can tell all the nations or even 12 disciples could tell all the nations no mm -mm, i don't think so but you know what it's kind of like dominoes. So, here's my little dominoes. Let's hope my little trash can here. Let me see. Switch hands. Let's hope my little trash can. So, right here, this is my first person. So, this is Rosie. And if Rosie tells Charlie about Jesus, now not just Rosie knows about Jesus, but Charlie does too. Then what about if, Charlie tells Liam about Jesus how many people know about Jesus now three and then if Liam tells Henry how many know four okay it's, listen we're just holding on to hope that this little trash can going to work and then if Henry tells Avery about Jesus how many know five so, you know what it's like when you tell people about Jesus and you show tell people about God's love, what happens? It's like a domino effect, right? You know, and you know, and you know, and you know. And that's how we—do you think everyone in the whole world knows about Jesus? Mm-mm, they don't. Some people don't believe, but some people— some Americans don't know Jesus or God. Yep, yeah, some of them do. Henry, hand down. So, do you think that we are done telling people about Jesus? Yes. No. We are not done telling people about Jesus. There are lots and lots of people that still need to know about Jesus and about God's love. And so, if we keep it up, and Henry tells Avery, and Avery tells Evie, I mean, you guys know about Jesus. But you get what I'm saying, right? is we still have to share about God's love. Because what's going to happen? It's like a domino effect, right? What's going to happen? What? Oh, It's going to fall. And everybody, if you keep on telling people about Jesus, it's the domino effect. Is one hits the other, hits the other, hits the other, hits the other. You tell, and then you tell, and then you tell, and then you tell. And, you tell. and that's how we get the whole world to know about Jesus. Do you think that you can tell one person about Jesus and about God's love? Can you? I think we all can, right? We can tell one person. And guess what? That's one extra person that knows about God's love. And that's pretty awesome. Because there's a lot of us in here. So just think, if everyone in here only told one person about God's love, that'd still be like a hundred more people would know about God's love, right? So that is my challenge to you, is to... Tell one person, I mean, I'd really like for you to tell like, you know, a thousand people. But if you can tell one person about God's love and, and that they could grow to know Jesus and grow to know God's love, that would be awesome, right? I think you guys can do that for me. Can we say a prayer that God will help us to have moments that we can share about him and his love with other people? All right, I'll say it, you say it. Dear God, Dear God. we love you. Thank you, Thank you for your love. Help us to have moments, to, have moments. To, share your love with to share your love with others. Help us to be like the dominoes. Like the dominoes. We, love we love you. In Jesus' name, In Jesus name. Amen. 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 All right, you guys can head to the back or back to your parents.
2: Bandaging the broken, oh, washing filthy feet. Here I am, Lord, send me. If it's loving one another, even when we don't agree, here I am. I'm poor if I'm wealthy I will serve you just the same here I am Lord send me on the mountain or the valley I will choose to praise here I am before you even ask oh my answer will be yes cause I love you I love you if the truth cuts like an arrow I will say Here I am, Lord, send me.
1: Oh, here I am, Lord, send me. Amen. Let us pray. God, we, we thank you because we have the freedom to tell the world who you are. We thank you because we have the freedom to go out there and let the world know who we are in you. Lord, it's a, it's a privilege that we, that we have such freedom. Here in our time, in our place, in Alpharetta, Georgia, we have the freedom to go out there and speak truth in love and to tell the world who you are. There are many places in the world that don't, don't know what it is to have freedom to share your name and your love. There are countries and nations out there that don't have the freedom to worship you like we do. but we were all called to share your name and make disciples and go and make disciples of all nations how is that possible Lord Lord I pray that this church not only seeks the Lord individually or even as a community reading scriptures attending worship together and in and practicing all the spiritual disciplines, and praying, and fasting, and seeking you. But may we all go and and do that dominoes effect that Miss Tiffany just uh, just talked about, Lord, to share with the people around us. Even when the field is hostile, even when there is difficulty, even when it's hard. Lord, may your Holy Spirit raise us up in a way that we'll never lose the boldness of go, going out there and sharing who you are. Lord, it's a, it's, it's, it's a task you've given us. That sometimes we fall short. And we want to ask for forgiveness right now. We all are commissioned to make disciples of all nations. We're also called to be disciples. But being disciple goes way beyond just seeking you for ourselves. But it's also teaching others. The reason we are who we are, that it's you. So, Jesus, right now, just pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit teaches us this morning through the message that Pastor Amanda will preach in just a few moments. May we all learn, Lord, from you, from the source of all worship, what we should do and how to become disciples that make disciples. And we pray this, Lord, as your Son, Jesus Christ, taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen
3: it's good to see y'all here this morning i'm so glad to to be able to share um this word with you let's go to god in prayer almighty god i thank you for this day and lord i pray that you would speak through me let your words be the words that work on our hearts that transform our minds, and Lord, that lead us out into the world. In your name we pl- pray, amen. So uh, David loves soccer, and if that is, if love is not even a strong enough word for the way that he just loves soccer. Um, I think that when he was in utero, he was playing soccer, because he was a kicker, um, but he, he loved soccer. His, um, he was born in late March, and his daddy was coaching uh, the soccer team, and his daddy's team went to the Final Four, made it to the Final Four. And I've got a, a picture to show you. He was right there celebrating with his dad the Final Four win. Um, from the time he can walk, he could walk. He was kicking a ball he was he was just pulled to that uh, that soccer ball for some reason. Um, I remember uh, we would kick the ball back and forth in the house, and yes, I said in the house, um, I just got tired of telling him not to kick the ball in the house um, so we we the, the only rule is you can't kick the ball up. You can kick the ball in the house, you just cannot kick it up. Um, But when David was four or five, his daddy and him would would frequently play games in our foyer. And I dreaded these games because someone always lost. Unfortunately, his daddy doesn't have, his daddy's a little competitive too. So David would come to me and he would be crying. Mommy, daddy megged me and won the game. I, I didn't know what to say because... What do you say to that? He loves soccer, and now now he, um, now he plays on a soccer team. He, he loves it. Um, I remember asking Victor one time. I said, Victor, what do we need to do in order to, you know, to help him develop his skills, help him develop as a soccer player? Um, Victor said he needs touches. He needs every opportunity he can to, to put his foot on the ball, to kick it, to learn how to, to maneuver it around on the field. He said the next thing he needed was um, he also needed to practice drills, become, become precise in that maneuvering. And then he also needed to watch other people, watch games to see, see how they played, how they responded, how, how they maneuvered around the other team. Or played as a team and kind of evaluate that so fast forward David does play on a team there's a picture up here and he's um, he's pretty decent, I'd say uh, he's able to take what he learned he's able to take what he learned and what he's practiced and apply it to the game and he gets some positive results too. so what does me bragging on my son and his amazing soccer skills? have to do with discipleship. For us to grow in our faith, we have to do a lot of what what David had to do to learn how to play soccer. We have to practice, and not just one thing, but there are several things that we need to do in order to develop our skills around being a disciple. We need to attend to spiritual practices, spiritual disciplines, the way that we learn how to live our life with Christ and how to to develop that relationship that we have with Christ. So last week we talked about how we're all called to be disciples and how we're all called to make disciples, um, to spur each other on towards a life in Christ. And If you remember, we use the Great Commission as one of our scripture verses. It's Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And remember that this, the Matthew passage, is just one example. You can go to Mark. You can go to Luke, John. You can even go to the book of Acts. And you will see that what Jesus did before he left his disciples was he told them, you are going to go out and multiply yourselves. He said it a little different in each uh, in each uh, gospel, but the idea was that his disciples, who had followed him, were going to go out, and they were going to make disciples. So let's uh, recap and read Matthew twenty-eight. You can find it on the bulletin insert. You can also look it up on your uh, Bible, in your Bible or on your phone. Matthew twenty-eight, verse eighteen through twenty. to go out into the world, and to live and lead like Jesus, sharing the love of Christ with others. But in order for us to make disciples, we have to be disciples. Let me say that again. In order for us to make disciples, we have to first be disciples, Remember last week when I told you what a disciple was, how they, how people in biblical times understood what a disciple was, a rabbi or a teacher would call someone, they would say, you come follow me, learn to do what I do, learn to think like I think. And so that person would follow them and spend years learning to think and to process and and to do everything that that rabbi did. And the point was that, that when that rabbi died, that that disciple would then be able to go, and it was like the rabbi never died. That disciple could go and share, share the rabbi's philosophy and continue on the legacy. That person then, that disciple, would then become a rabbi who would then have his own disciples so you would have disciples making disciples who made disciples who made disciples and the point was that the I, that the the philosophy of the original rabbi was carried on throughout the ages in order to make disciples you have to first be a disciple deuteronomy 6 verses 1 through 9 It shows us and it reminds us how that we are encouraged to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. A little recap about this passage. Um, Moses has just received the Ten Commandments. And uh, God tells him, God tells him and the people, um, those commandments are meant to outline a relationship. Those commandments aren't meant to tell you who's in or who's out. Those commandments aren't meant to show you who's the best at following rules, but those commandments were meant to show what a relationship between God looked like and what a relationship between human beings looked like. And so, so it was important for people to know them, to internalize them, to learn all about what they meant and how to apply them to their lives and how to relate to God and to others, So if we read Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 through 9, it says, Now this is the commandment, the statues and the ordinances that the Lord your God has charged me to teach you to observe in the land that you are about to cross into and occupy, so that you and your children and your children's children may fear the Lord your God all the days of your life, And keep his decrees and his commandments that I am commanding you, so that your days may be long. Hear, therefore, O Israel, and observe them diligently, so that it may go well with you, and so that you may multiply greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. Bind them as a sign on your hand. Fix them as an emblem on your forehead and write them on the doorposts of your house and gates. I want to look really quickly back at verse 5 and 6, because that's, that's important. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Keep these words I am commanding you today in your heart. The heart and the soul and the mind were, were the basis of, of the body. So this passage is telling us, with everything you have, keep these ordinances, keep these commandments. And not only keep them, but, but if you look and it says, when you lie down, when you awake, teach them to your children. When you go away, when you come in, put them on your door, put them on your head, put them on your hand. These, these laws, these ordinances that, that highlighted the relationship between God and people were meant to be internalized. They were meant to be something that people lived and breathed. And so, the people go, and that's what they try to do. And we know, we see book after book in the Old Testament, and even in the New Testament, that people didn't quite get it. And to be honest, we don't always get it. So... As people of faith, we are called, we are called to at least try, to try to live out our faith in a way that is, is like this, that we have the heart, uh, the mind, the soul, where we try to be just like Jesus in all that we do. And when I say faith, when I say we, live in, we are, are living out our faith, what I mean is, is not just a belief, not just a belief in God, but a belief and an action. How are we living out our faith? Faith isn't a passive act. It's something that we should do, should be intimately, uh, intimately involved in and invested in. Um, in fact, as United Methodists, we have a word for this. It's called sanctification or sanctifying grace. The, the growing in our faith, the growing in the knowledge of, of God. The definition that comes directly from the UMC's website, it says, The word sanctify simply means to make holy, but not holier than thou. Instead, God's sanctifying grace shapes us more and more into the likeness of Christ. As the Holy Spirit fills our lives with love for God and our neighbor, we begin to live differently. When I teach about sanctifying grace to anybody, really, I I like to call it transforming grace. That's a word that we know, that you are changing, this grace that is changing you and developing you and helping you grow into the person that you are called to be. It's helping you learn more about Christ and learn more about your relationship with Christ. Sanctifica- sanctification is what it looks like to become a disciple, to grow in our faith, and to live out our faith, to follow Jesus, and to learn about all that, that he taught. So how? How is it that we can do that? How is it that we can jump into the sanctification and, and really take the lead and, and, and just grow in our faith? Well, God has given us these spiritual diffic- disciplines, these things that if we do them, they teach us more about God. They teach us more about who God is, what God has done, what God expects of us. And you can see them here on the screen. Um, it's prayer, fasting, reading the Bible, study, devotions, simplicity, forgiveness, solitude, keeping Sabbath, celebration, worship, sacrament, holy uh, or hospitality, justice, and service. So, why these things? How in the world can they help us become more like Jesus, become more like our rabbi well let 's take let 's take um, reading scripture. Scripture teaches us about who God is, about who Jesus, and it tells us what god says and then if if we 're reading scripture and we consult a um, a devotion book, or we join together in a Bible study, and we search out that uh, to figure out to kind of figure out what the the passage is saying. People in the past who have written about this, people now who have have got God working in their hearts, help us to understand this scripture, and help us to understand what the scripture is calling us to do. And so when we reach out and we act. On the scripture when we experience the scripture that god has put in in front of us we're acting on our faith we are are growing and we are able to experience the work of god the work of the spirit in our life and then we come back and we think back i know i have moments like this where i go you know what that moment was a significant moment in my life And that was a moment where I saw God at work and how God was working and what God was trying to teach. I want to share with you just kind of what this looks like in real life. So for me, um, it took me years and years to get to the point where I understood just how much God loved me. And I want to look at 1 John 3, 1 through 2a. And it's, it, this passage, it talks about how God's love is unmatchable, how God's love is, is bigger than we can imagine. The scripture says, See what love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. So over the past 10 years I've I've looked at this scripture and I've looked at many other scriptures in in our bible that talk about God's love. I've read it, I've preached about it, but it hasn't quite hit me just how big that love was. In bible studies and 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 sermons I could see a little bit, I could see a little bit more and understand a little bit more about who God was and, and how much God had love for me. But it wasn't until I looked at my life and I looked at my children. And have you done this before? You look at your children and you go, wow. I love these little people. They are mine and I am bursting with Pride. It was only then did I realize God looks at me that way. If I am looking at my children and I, I can't get enough of them and, and I think that they are the most perfect little angels, even though they're not, how much more does God love me? How much more does God love them? How much more does God love other people who aren't in my family? Does God look on each person on this earth, the billions and billions of people who, who live here and look at each one of them, call them by name and say, that's my child, that's my son, that's my daughter. And I love them, I'm so proud of them. It wasn't until I practiced the spiritual discipline And I applied it to my life that I understood just how much God loved me. So that's an example of how I took on one spiritual discipline and grew in my faith. But I want you to notice that it didn't happen in an instant. It took, I said, it took about 10 years for me to completely understand this concept of of God's great love. My growth as a disciple was slow, but it was still growth. Baby steps. Now, while while scripture is our primary means of figuring out who God is and and what God is doing in our life, it's not the only way, it's not the only spiritual discipline. Like I said, prayer, fasting, meditation, all of these are ways that God has, has created for us so that that he might speak to us and teach us about him. I can tell you the sacraments of baptism and uh, Holy Communion, those things every time, every time we do them, I'm filled with an, uh, a better understanding of God's grace. So how do we, as people, as children of God, how do we live this out and, and grow in our faith and become Disciples, I want you to look at this list again. You might see this list and you might say, well, I, I read my Bible. I, I go to worship. I keep, a sac- I keep participate in the sacraments. Which ones are you doing? Which ones are you already doing? But then also look at this list. And which ones could you take on? What's something else from this list that you might try to take on solitude. Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, Holly's, yes, Holly is is (laughs) nodding her head. But how hard would that be to to block out time to allow God to come and to be? Remember that disciples, when they followed their rabbi, they would follow so closely to him. That his dust would be kicked up and they would be covered in the dust of their rabbis when they would end the day. It was that important for them to learn about Jesus. It was that important for them to learn about their rabbi that they wanted to be that close to him. But what about, what about you? How closely are you following our rabbi jesus christ you might find yourself at a distance maybe maybe worship is something that you do but but it doesn't make you feel closer to god it doesn't make you feel like a relationship is there well take a step forward begin reading scripture take another step forward Beg- begin praying daily and soon enough you will be right on his heels you'll find yourself growing and your faith developing. And I'm sure that that you might look around and you might say, "Well, that person, that person is is right up next to Jesus, following the rabbi so closely." But what's interesting about our relationship with Jesus Christ is that we can never get close enough not until we are are resurrected and found in heaven with Christ in that perfect relationship, we can never get close enough to him. So the truth is we're all trying to follow the rabbi closely. So my friends, my prayer for you this week, this month, this year, for the rest of your life is that we would all seek out ways that we can grow closer to our rabbi in heart, in mind, and in soul. Amen. Let us pray. God, thank you so much for giving us ways, giving us means that we can use to grow closer to you. Ways that we can get to know you more, to hear your voice, to join in relationship with you. And God, I pray, I pray that you would highlight for each and every one of us Ways that we can continue to grow, the ways that we can get even closer to you and in, enjoy your fellowship. In your name we pray. Amen.
2: We're going to sing a little bit about being better disciples of Jesus right now. Let's sing together.
5: Just don't get it right Where I talk the talk That I don't walk And miss the moments Right before my eyes Somebody with a hurt That I could've helped Somebody with a hand That I could've helped When I just can't see past myself Lord help me be A little more light A little more like grace A little more like kindness Goodness, love and faith A little more like patience A little more like peace A little more like Jesus A little less like me Denying and I have changed I've been saved from who I used to be But even at my best I must confess I still need help to see the way you see Somebody with hurt that could have helped. Somebody with hand that could have helped. When I just can't see past myself, Lord help me be. A little more like mercy. A little more like grace. A little more like kindness, goodness, love, and faith. A little more. A little less like me A little more like kindness, goodness, love, and faith. A little more like patience, a little more like peace. A little more like Jesus, a little less like me. A little more like living, everything I preach. A little more like Jesus, a little less like
3: our spiritual disciplines right there a little more like jesus a little less like me our music can also speak to us about who god is about our purpose in life so my friends i pray that you would go out and chase run after our rabbi seek to get closer and closer to him go in peace
0: You've been listening to the Meeting Midway podcast from Midway United Methodist Church. The doors to our community are open to all, and we invite guests to join us at our services on Sunday. We have a traditional worship service at 8.30 a.m. in our historic chapel and a contemporary service at 11 a.m. in our modern sanctuary. For more information, check us out online at midwayumc.org. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon.